0: Zip doo dah, zip day.
1: Gentlemen, this is our final boarding call, and the doors will be closing soon.
2: W -W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 502. And I'm here not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you come to the parks but I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, audio tours, special events, cruises, and lots more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So I think that the holidays are truly the most wonderful time of year, and there's no better place or way to experience them than at Walt Disney World. This year, more than ever, There's so much happening throughout the parks and resorts that I wanted to help you plan your time to get the most out of the seasons and not miss some truly delightful and delicious experiences. So this week, we're going to take you through everything that's happening to celebrate the season with 10 things you need to do, see, and eat during the holidays at Walt Disney World. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, And I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then please stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have some updates and announcements, including information about our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show.
3: Merry Christmas. Christmas. We were just reminiscing about Christmas in the old days when when
1: getting ready for the holidays meant hectic days of cleaning house and preparing extra food.
3: And as I started to say, when
1: Christmas Day arrived, I was too exhausted to enjoy it.
3: But today, our new. Yes, today,
1: our new all electric home gives us lots more time to enjoy it.
2: The holiday season is upon us. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it and feel it in the air. You can also tell when Christmas music starts playing on the radio girls in down vests and Ugg boots switch from pumpkin spice lattes to peppermint lattes and shopping becomes a competitive sport where you go to Target and Best Buy like they're Mad Max Thunderdomes. But it's also a season of family, friends, and giving thanks in addition to giving presents. And it's also a time that Walt Disney World transforms to a very special experience and one that I think everybody should enjoy at least once and by once I mean as often as possible and I always enjoyed visiting the resorts um, for the holidays when I was a kid and it's over time I've watched how it's grown and expanded uh, not just in places like the Magic Kingdom but throughout the entire resort and for many reasons not the least of which is the additional food options it really is one of my favorite times of the year in the parks But there's so much to see and do and eat and eat that it can almost be overwhelming. And so this week, we're going to look at 10-ish things that you need to do, see, and of course eat while you enjoy and share the holidays at Walt Disney World. And as you can hear by the background music, I am not in the home studio, a.k.a. fifth bedroom. I am out and about in Disney Springs, one of my favorite places to be any time of year, with some friends Locals and members of the WW Nation, I always do ladies first and I'll also do an order of when I first met you. And joining me is longtime friend and nation member Beatrice Feeney. Hiya! Yay! <laughs> and relatively recent Northeast Transplant, Lisa Donato-Glassner.
3: Hey guys, how you doing?
2: And first timer on the show? Second. Second, I think there was like a nation round table. Like, I was on. Oh, that's right. That's right. But welcome and welcome back, Michael Ruffin. Hey, how's it going? And again, we are all, we all made the right move and we have come down here uh, to live permanently. So, this being in our backyard is not the worst thing in the world. We can come out to Disney Springs to wander and and, and enjoy the holidays. But, so this, so you're all relatively recent on Beatrice. I know you've been here for a while. Is this either of your sort of first time being down here during the holiday season?
0: It's my my first. I moved here in February, so it's my it's my first holiday season living here. Not I've been here as a as a guest and as a cast member, but uh, this is my first as a local.
2: Where were? Can you say where were you? Where were you a cast member?
0: I was at Test Track. Nice. I told people the ride was broken all day long.
2: <laughs> Lisa, what about you? Is this your obviously first as a local, but first ever holidays here?
3: Um, I've visited during the holidays before, but I will say that living here during the holidays is a very different experience, Um, so I'm sure we'll talk more about that as we go, but yeah, we just moved down here late this summer, so definitely the
2: first as yeah. a local so it, you, the the novelty has not worn off certainly not the novelty of being able to come <laughs> here to, right, beaches right and you've just Seven you, did, you, to you didn't just move here you just moved closer
4: yes sir <laughs> i 45 minutes was like too far so you right. know I'm, disney world is so far away <laughs> i'm like five miles down the road now so we're good
2: <laughs> all the people like in detroit are like you think 45 minutes is far away so we do, we sort of almost, you know, we laugh about it, we take it for granted, and, and you hear me joke all the time about Animal Kingdom being so far away, but um, I love being, especially this time of year, being able to, especially, not, not even go to the parks, but just come down here and enjoy the holiday decorations and we'll get to the holiday um, food offerings, but as Disney enthusiasts and now locals, when you think of holidays at Walt Disney World, what's, don't even think about it, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
4: Epcot. I love World Showcase. I love to see how they celebrate Christmas all around the world. And part of that is because of my upbringing. My mother was German. My dad was from Norway. So growing up in North Carolina, when I got here to actually see World Showcase, that just was an amazing experience. Which is
3: why it's part of my favorite part, too.
2: <laughs> First thing that comes to mind.
3: Um, so... As far as location, it's certainly also Epcot. But I think just the spirit of the season down here, and I, I think the, the warm weather combined with it being Christmas time is such a unique experience because. Everyone's still out and about and enjoying. There's so much decor everywhere. I think people are sort of trying to make it feel and look like Christmas, even though it's 80 degrees outside. Um, But I love it. I love how just everyone from the locals in my neighborhood to, you know, obviously, you know, all of the parks and and resorts and and Disney Springs just sort of embrace the, the, the smells and songs and spirit of the season.
2: It's interesting going to, like, Lowe's and buying, you know, citronella candles and barbecue grills and also seeing the Christmas decorations out, too.
3: Yeah, and being at Target and there's, like, the bathing suits
2: next to the winter coats. and Yeah. All right, Michael, you had time to think, but first thing that comes to mind.
0: Um, I grew up in a household with a mother who, who decorates not as much anymore, but she used to decorate the house from carpet to drape. I mean, just... From floor to the ceiling, everything was decorated. So for me, it's the decorations. I love going into the parks and even Disney Springs. Like this, the garland and everything, even the little subtle decorations, like this stuff, just, I, I love it. And and honestly, for me, you know, it's crowded because it's the holidays too. But guests tend to me. guests are in, Are everybody's in a good mood. Yeah, cast members are chippier or more chipper and guests are happier and that was the craziest thing about being a cast member working on Christmas Day. Everybody was in a great mood. We were packed, it was insane, but everybody was awesome. Everybody was happy. So it's just the it's the spirit of it. You know, that just when you get here and it's you get filled with that Christmas spirit and you can't help but be happy and be in a good mood.
2: I agree with you because I believe it or not, I didn't get into sort of the Christmas spirit until I started hitting the Disney parks. I think when I went to Hollywood Studios and saw it decorated, we'll talk about the, the Tower Projection show, I was like, okay, I just made the adjustment, I just made the, the transition, and I got in my car and started playing Christmas music. And when, and like you said, we're sitting here in the shadow of the world of Disney and there's white lights and colored lights and the Christmas music's in the background and there's point that is everywhere. It's very, even though it was 85 degrees today, um, you still get in the crisp. Although we were just saying, we were remarking about how much we're enjoying the fact that it's like 70 degrees and we're, we're like wearing long pants and long shirts. Um, but I think... We have snope
4: and I love snope. We have snope. The bubbly <laughs> soap, which is fantastic. And the projection of icicles and the different snowflakes... That's fantastic.
2: We lose out on the building of the snowmen, <laughs> but we also lose out on the black ice and all that kind of stuff too. And I will I,
0: I'm not missing
2: that at all. But I think for a lot of people, if you say what's the first thing you think about when you think of holidays at Walt Disney World, the first thing that goes that comes to mind is Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this, because I think a lot of people don't realize There is so much more to do, and you don't necessarily need a hard ticket to enjoy it. It, A lot of it's free or included with a park admission, but maybe that's where we start. Maybe we should sort of get the big elephant in the room out of the way. We've all attended either in the past or um, I attended this year, I think you guys did. You have not attended this year, year, but I have
4: a few times in the past.
2: So, what is it about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party that draws you or draws you back in, other than the fact that your kids beg you to go?
3: So, I started thinking about it because I, I kind of pushed it off in my head as the easy choice when I started thinking about this list. And then when I started thinking about it, I had a—I have a long list of things at that party that are that are not to be missed. I mean, I do think it's something that you should do at least once. It is pricey, um, you know. It's you know definitely a big. You know, a big investment if you're already planning on coming down to Disney for a limited amount of time but from the
2: But you're already kind of all in so you might as well Exactly
3: <laughs> like from you know from this you know <laughs> just walking down Main Street and seeing the tree and the decor on Main Street and just taking that all in to the street performers doing the Christmas style stuff um, you know, the cookies that they're giving out and the drinks and the, the special snacks. That Yule log is amazing. There is nothing like watching the Christmas parade and hearing those toy soldiers march down the street. Um, and the holiday wishes, fireworks. Just, it's a little bit of a throwback to the old wishes, which, you know, always will hold a place in my heart. Um, the, the magic shot that they're doing where they walk behind you with the wand and do like the Christmas sweater look is so cool. I won't take it all because I'll, I'll let you guys go too but that there's just I, I was surprised I surprised myself with the number of things the jingle cruise instead of jungle cruise I loved um, I could go on and on I mean the, I thought the Christmas party was such a good investment I was so glad that we went this year
2: I definitely feel that there was a, a, like markedly more this year and at the Christmas party and elsewhere than there have been in the past
0: um, like for me with the Christmas party it's just you it's like when it's like when you go into Magic Kingdom. When you, you go under the the train track and then you come out and it's just this this explosion of Disney. And now it's an explosion of Christmas. Like you walk in, it's just the lights, the tree. It's just it, you walk. It's like oh my god! Like it's so I tell people almost like you know, it's I'm happy that it gets dark so early. So if you get to the party at like seven and you walk under that train track and it's already dark and you, and you get that full bang of Christmas it's amazing and so that's for me that's what I love about the Christmas party is it's just the explosion of Christmas it's like getting kicked in the face by Christmas you can't you can't escape it
2: <laughs> the hashtag getting kicked in the face by Christmas but you're right it, it's the atmosphere of being there look as locals people ask time, like oh is it boring for you are, are you jaded like not at all like I found myself like I know I'm weeping and I'm like I was choked up when I stepped on me May- I get choked up now Like, with the snope and the projections and the music and the kids in the strollers. I mean, not my kids in strollers, but other kids in strollers, as long as they're not behind me kicking me with the stroller. But you know what I mean? Seeing the families together in the holidays, there is still something not to sound corny, there's still something magical about Christmas and Magic Kingdom.
4: It takes you back to your childhood. Every single time you see those toy soldiers and those reindeer go by you in the parade, and you're sitting there thinking that it's Christmas morning, and, you know, you just opened up your presents, and I mean, it takes me back every single time. And not only the toy soldiers and the reindeer, those are my favorites, but, you know, the holiday wishes, I love that. I mean, it's just, there's nothing like fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. And then when you top it off with Christmas and the projections and everything that they do, the special characters that they have out, the Jingle Cruise with their extra fun jokes and the little additions that they do. I the I always love it. And I always go for seconds and thirds on the cookies and the hot chocolate. <laughs> it's fantastic. And there's nothing like Christmas in the Magic Kingdom, walking down Main Street with the snow coming down and the music. So
2: you are- and I think people who have never been before are like, oh, I don't need to see extra fireworks, I don't need to see the parade. But I think what they don't realize is how much more there is on top of that. So we have one of the guys in front of us. There are three, six, eight different entertainment Add-ons just for the Christmas party. There's Mickey's most merriest celebration, which is on the Castle Forecourt stage. A Frozen holiday wish. The Once Upon a Time Christm- a The Once Upon a Christmas time parade, which is my favorite of all. Holiday wishes. A totally Tomorrowland Christmas, which is a Christmas party over by the stage. Voice play over at the Rocket Tower Plaza stage. Club Tinsel <laughs> <laughs> which was
3: so much which, fun it was, it was. fun <laughs> it was a co- it's a cos they basically take over Cosmic Rays with uh, with a Christmas club and it was it's it was. so much
2: fun <laughs> it's like they brought a Ballroom from Sayreville, New Jersey and Disney-fied it and put it into um, Cosmic Rays and like you said Beatrice there's lots of character appearances too and in the past people were like oh yeah you get a little bit of hot chocolate you get the same cookies everywhere this year there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven different holiday treats, not including the holiday, the special specialty foods. So, depending on where you go, you get a different treat. So, I literally grazed my way around the Christmas party at Tortuga Tavern. I was so thrilled with the snowman soft pretzel. They also have snow cones, ginger molasses cookies at Liberty Square Ticket Office with eggnog. Pete's silly so- Pete's—I can never say it's <laughs> Silly sideshow, peppermint crunch cookie, and Nestle Nesquik. The Village House had uh, a variety of holiday favorites. That was the secret place to go to. Uh, the Friar's Nook had silky smooth Dove chocolate and sparkling cider. Cosmic Raids had mm-hmm. snickerdoodle cookies and hot chocolate, and anti-gravities had Santa Claus cookies and snow cones. Which was your favorite or favorites of the holiday treats? Because this was, I didn't know this, that there were all these new things, and I heard the angels sing when I walked in because I was like, forget Jingle Cruise, we need to hit all the treats.
3: So mine was on the bottom part of the the list, that Yule Log. There is a Yule Log that is chocolate with chocolate ganache at Pico Spill that is amazing, and then there's another Yule Log at the bakery that's like a white chocolate with a raspberry
2: Ganache filling or raspberry mousse. Filling. So those, those are you pay for those desserts, correct? Yeah, those oh, sorry,
3: are okay. Yes. They, yeah, they are paid desserts.
2: Right. Um, all the so the cookies, everything in the holiday treats is included, yeah, but there are some specialty foods.
3: But I would definitely splurge on a Yule log if you're, you know, if, if you're a fan. Um, they, the the white
2: chocolate with the raspberry filling was was killer killer how did i miss it? i was so full i won't i won't <laughs> tell you my favorite cookie yet to spoil it but i think i had about 19 glasses of apple juice
4: another good thing about it is knowing where everything is if you're sensitive to a certain type of food or ingredient you know where to avoid or where to go <laughs> mostly where to go
0: <laughs> i see in being a local like one of the last things i do is grab a map <laughs> so i'm just it's in my brain to just start hitting where i'm going like, for me, with the special characters, when I got to when I got to Magic Kingdom, I knew exactly where I was going. Which was, I wanted to go to Storybook Circus to get in line for the dwarves. Because you can get all seven dwarves, but if you don't get there at, like, 5.30, you're going to wait, like, two hours. So, um... Yeah,
2: the dwarves are a big draw, like, huge. for the run Disney races yeah, and for this, yeah, like, they're yeah, huge, yeah.
0: It, I got there at 5.30 and I still waited an hour to get them. Yeah, your
3: picture was amazing. It was so It's my so Christmas good. card
0: this year. <laughs> it is my Christmas card this year. So, uh, but uh, I so I had to go. I had to go all the way back and get a map so that I could find where everything was. Me, I loved the peppermint crunch at uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow. I went back
2: like seven times, <clears throat> something like that. So I'm not normally a peppermint, but I agree Love with it. you. I loved it. But if you go to Pinoc- so here's the, the secret tip: if you go to Pinocchio Village House. They have, like, three or four different cookies and, like, three or four different drinks, too. So that's why I made my kids get up and get me 17 glasses of apple cider. Yeah,
0: I went to the Village House, but I got, I believe, I got one of the ginger molasses that's at uh, Liberty, where was Square. That? Liberty Square. Because that's definitely what that was. And the other one was, like a, like, a classic just Christmas sugar cookie. And I was like, there's something, like, you know, people get that. And a lot of people would think, oh, this is just kind of bland. And for me, it's like, this is classic. This is Pillsbury cut, you know, off the
2: roll, you and it's know. different when you Shutter eat it trippy. in Disney World and in, in Magic Kingdom. Yeah,
0: like, it was great. I loved it.
2: But I thought the um, I thought the Snowman Soft Pretzel was a a nice addition too. As somebody who enjoys a little bit of savory with his with his sweet, so. But good. Talk about the the specialty foods, which are only available during the Christmas party. I think they were available during the Christmas party, but now they're available all the time. Correct?
3: So. If they are, I didn't know. I know like the, the the yule log and certain of the cupcakes and stuff were only available at the party. I don't know if they've changed that, um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have everything, um, but the, like I said, I had the tried the yule log at Pico's Bill and then also the one that was at the bakery, and they were phenomenal.
2: Yeah, so the yule log cake, and cake is exclusive to the Christmas party, but I I thought I read somewhere that they were going to be available all the time. So now I think I have to go back because yeah. I, mean, I missed are
0: it. These like um, the specialty food. These are like the ones that they for like the Halloween party, they did the stretching room, like white chocolate, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same thing, I guess.
3: Yeah, there's right. art on the piece. There's like a piece okay. of chocolate with the beautiful art on it. Right.
0: I didn't do any of the specialty foods. I, I Now I'm like, man, I kind of need to go back <laughs> to Magic. Yeah. I need to go back to Magic Kingdom.
2: Now you, you learned you gotta go get your map first instead right. of going to get your map yeah. last. Yeah. So there you go. Even the locals can learn a little something. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I still go every year. And you were talking about it. You know, obviously it's a hard ticket thing. If you have a family of four or five, it can get. I still think it's worth it. Like my kids still enjoy it. My family still still enjoys. It. Is it a must do every year for you?
4: Not every year, but it is a must do. I've done it a few times, and I will definitely do it again. I just haven't done it yet
3: this year. <laughs> Um, I'll admit that I, oh, I, I frequently go into the season saying, "All right, I'm not going to do it this year." It's you know, but there's always someone in town to go with that wants to go, or and I, I, an
2: excuse I, you find an excuse to
3: go. I find an excuse, yeah, and 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 I've, I mean, I've. I've never gone and not been thrilled that I ended up making the decision. So, I mean, it's the same I mean, it's the same thing with the Halloween parties. It's it's just it's such a unique experience. I think especially as a local who, you know, I mean, I live 6 minutes from Magic Kingdom and it's sort of someplace I stop by freak, very frequently um, just to go like ride people mover or something it and it takes
0: you longer to get into Magic Kingdom than it does to drive and park.
3: It literally does. Um, <laughs> you know, which is I'm, I'm very blessed for that. But <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's really cool to be able to go in, you know, once a year and have a very unique experience. So, I mean, it was it's I, I've never thought it wasn't money well spent and the fireworks themselves and the castle all lit up. I mean, it's it's the easiest answer in the world. But she looks so beautiful covered in the icicles.
2: I just. <laughs> and I think you should try and be there to watch the castle lighting ceremony. Yes, yes, like, yes. I think it's beautiful how yeah. they do it. People complain about the crane is up all the time. Well, there's a payoff that that comes um, and i love the fact that that the party runs from this year it ran from the 9th through december 22nd so even if you're not here exactly at christmas time you still have an opportunity nice to see it visiting that you can you know if you're
3: you know if you're coming with your family and you're only able to come you know the beginning of november you still can have that experience
0: and so. i think something this you might be able to give me a straight answer on this i have heard whispers that. The week of, the like I guess the week of or the day, like, days leading up to Christmas, they will run once upon a Christmas time during the day. That's what I have heard. And I'm like, I've never heard of them doing that before. Maybe that's I, new this year?
4: I have seen it outside of the Christmas party and outside of Christmas Day. Right, right. Um, but it was, it was very close to Christmas time and it was a weekend day. Like, but, it'll um, run
0: instead of Festival of Fantasy, I guess. I, I don't know. So.
4: It did that? Too.
2: Okay. Right, because the trade-off is it may be a little crowded during that week of Christmas and New Year. <laughs> like just a wee bit. <laughs> I get this question all the time. Like, hey, my family coming down to Disney World for the first time during Christmas and New Year. What do you think? I'm like, bring your patience. Mm. That's all I could tell you is bring your patience. Yeah, so good hotel. <laughs> right. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you can't in addition, stay with me. all right. So the Christmas mm-hmm. party, we agree. It it's quintessential Disney. It's a must-do if you can do it. But. Sort of go around, what are some of the other, or what individually, what is like another must do for you during the holidays?
3: So, I'm going to avoid my easiest answer, because I'm, I'm sure we'll get to Epcot, but you know, I, I think that, especially if you're traveling and you're not used to budgeting a lot of time off uh, out of the parks, um, if, if you're traveling down this time of year, I mean, I think, you know. Absolutely budget time for visiting the various resorts. And, you know, you, you could spend a day just doing a monorail crawl and seeing, you know, the gingerbread houses and trees and other decor at the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian Contemporary. Um, I love going to Fort Wilderness and just walking around and seeing all of the golf carts and what people have done with their RVs with decor um, and a boardwalk has great setups. Um, you know, I could go on and on. I mean, they you know they have the marshmallow toasting every night, but doing it with your kids around this time of the year is is really special. Um, there's some special food stuff that they're doing, like they've got the frozen apple cider and the frozen hot chocolate um, at the Contemporary and the Grand Floridian at their gingerbread displays. Um, I mean, I could go on and on about just, you know, everything there is to see at the resorts this time of year. But as somebody who doesn't normally budget time to resort hop when I was traveling here as a vacationer, I would definitely recommend, you know, setting aside, you know, a, at least a part of a day to, to check out what, what the resorts have going on.
2: I mean, I think you can almost do a, a gingerbread house crawl yeah. because there are so many. I think
3: <laughs> we did.
2: people think gingerbread houses, like they go right to Grand Floridian, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's ten thousand or so pieces of gingerbread. To watch the time lapse how they put it together is uh, amazing. This year, um, they have a special. Um, they have they have decorating demonstrations. They have a special for pin collectors. They have a gingerbread house pin themed after Mary Poppins. Um, but in addition to that, there's also the hu- that, like it is a if you're a child. It's a life size carousel at the Beach Club. Which I haven't seen yet. New this year at Contemporary on the third floor is a Cinderella castle decorated Mary Blair style Mary Blair, with a sort of it's a small world backdrop. Have you seen it at yes. Contemporary?
3: It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's if you're going and expecting the Grand Floridian's gingerbread house, it's it's not that. It's a very different style. It's more of a flat style. But it's if you appreciate Mary Blair's style of art, it's that's exactly what it is. It's the you know the Cinderella and Prince Charming. Um, you know, char- characters. There's there's a ton of hidden Mickey's in the um, the gingerbread house itself, which my kids had a blast looking for. Um, and then you can buy like you can buy the shingle with the Cinderella shoe on it and some other treats right there. Shingle and
2: a nice cup of coffee is is. Yeah.
3: And
4: it's 18 feet tall right there by the mural. So you've got the Mary Blair-inspired mural along with this amazing gingerbread house that you can buy a piece of, which is awesome.
2: Well, and one of the other ones I think that you should go see, so we were saying earlier that Disney's Animal Kingdom right now doesn't have a lot for the holidays, but one thing they do have is they have a gingerbread African-inspired marketplace. And you said, Beatrice, it's like a three-foot-long gingerbread roll? Yes, exactly. had me a dark chocolate. That was the only thing I heard.
4: Five pounds of dark chocolate. I want to eat this thing. It's amazing. <laughs> challenge, challenge, exactly. I know. It's there through January 2nd, but it's the second year they've done this, and it's pretty cool. So it's something that you could easily miss because a lot of people don't look for things in Animal Kingdom.
2: There's also the Capitol Building, which I think a lot of people don't realize is if you go over to American Adventure, they have a, a replica of the Capitol Building made out of 50... Pounds of gingerbread and 20 pounds of icing. And new this year, right over there, and we're going to go see it as soon as we're done, is the gingerbread Disney Springs icon at Amaretz Patisserie. And have any of you any, any seen that yet?
3: I've seen, yeah, they have it, it, that, and they have some gorgeous desserts over there that we should definitely <laughs>
2: check out. Yeah, I mean, I listen, my, our, my choice to be the next to the daily poutine and Amrets is incredibly deliberate I, I talked about the music and the ambiance but really I'm just here for the food but I think that especially like for kids and the thing about the gingerbread houses too is it's free you don't have to be staying at the resorts you don't have to pay to go anywhere and it's something I think for adults and kids to do together have you is that something you try and do every year or
0: I have never seen the gingerbread houses that's Stop something it. brand new for me to do this year Come on, it man. is something brand and I'm saving it I'm saving it because I, I have the one of the resident passes. I black out, I think it's like December 18th. And I'm blacked out from like the 18th to like January 1st. This is the days I don't want to go
2: anyway. When you started saying, I black out, I'm like, around 6 that's o'clock on Saturday night. When, you
0: know, no, no. My annual pass blacks out oh, from uh, like December 18th to like January 1st or 2nd. So I'm like, this is the days I don't want to go anyway. Right. So that's when I'm saving the, that's going to be my resort time to go and see the gingerbread houses and go and see this and that. Because I, I still want to get that Disney Christmas, you know, magic. And, and I don't want, you know, but I don't have to go into the parks to do it. So that, that I'm excited about. I've never seen any of the gingerbread houses. I've never seen the Floridian, any
2: don't of Don't go them. hungry, man. You're I'm anywhere. telling you, don't
0: uh, go I hungry. Don't go anywhere you suggest hungry. <laughs> you have trained me well, Obi-Wan.
3: All right, For so anyone so who hasn't seen it, the Grand Floridian gingerbread house, the shop... The, the the gingerbread house shop is actually located inside the gingerbread house in the back I mean it's that big um, it's it's stunning and the tree in the Grand Floridian is yeah.
2: but you can almost make an afternoon or an evening like you can go there maybe have dinner get a shingle go to Meisner's Lounge listen to the Grand Floridian Society I love that resort so I, I mean you can do that and again without having to go into the park so alright so Michael what is then one of your must do's during the holidays or must eats it's okay
0: I okay. I until I, you know, started working, you know, with worship and ministry like I do. Um, I was in school to be a history teacher, and I absolutely love the Epcot storytellers. Yes. <laughs> because because it's so yeah, it's a storyteller. It's fiction. It's whatever. It's it's historical. There's a, there's a chance to learn about different cultures and different ways that the different parts of the world do the holidays not just Christmas but because there's stuff with Hanukkah there's stuff with Kwanzaa there's stuff you know with Christmas of course there's Santa and there's Papa Noel and there's all this stuff and so for me I I can spend an entire day just going country to country to country to do the storytellers because that's to me that's that's Epcot Holidays is to do the storytellers. As much as I love candlelight, as much as I love candlelight processional, and I was able to do cast choir, you know, 15 years ago. Um And so I love Candlelight Processional, but for me, it's, it's all about the storytellers. That's what I always tell people. Take a day. Epcot, you will need a day. You will need an entire day to see them all. But you, you can do it if you if you stick to a plan. And
2: everybody around the table nodded. And we're like, you know, we were excited. So, and we'll go around the table. Who or which is your favorite storyteller and why?
0: Uh, I think I love Papa Noel. Because... He, it is such classical like Santa Claus. Like it is so classic that it's it. You can't help but it it. It almost just throws back to like those old like Christmas classics. Like I watched um the Rankin Bass Santa Claus come into town the other day. And for me, that's when I see Papa Noel. That's this. It gives me that same and what com- feeling. What
2: country is he from?
0: Papa Noel is France. Right, yeah. I, I always get it confused if it's France or the UK. I'm like, oh no! Oh, like
2: UK, <laughs> Father Father. I'm, like, I'm like,
0: oh no! Which one is it? So yeah, that's for me. It's Papa Noel, and then probably Father Christmas. What about you,
2: Christmas?
4: I actually love that little troll of uh, the in Norway. How fun is that? Like he just plays around, and like she tells the story, and then oh, what's his name? Now I can't I, I think of it. I know what it is. I, I want to hear you pronounce it. it. <laughs> it's like, you Nissen or <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here like,
2: Trying to remember what his name is. Your I'm mother is that. Norwegian was your father? Somebody's father Norwegian. Was.
4: Yeah, Lynn, I totally blanked out on his name right as I was about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can
2: hear him yelling at you now. Like, how do you not know how
4: to pronounce? I it? <laughs> know. You listen, you listen? Something sure. like that. He's <laughs> the Christmas gnome.
0: <laughs> He's Christmas. screaming <laughs> it. <laughs> He's, He's doing, screaming it at whatever device he listens to.
2: So, so, so how is he fun. so how is that that gnome different than what we in the states know as as sort of Santa Claus?
4: It To me, it was just, I never heard the story from my parents because my dad actually grew up here. But just the fact of knowing, like, you know, the pickle in Germany and, like, all the different traditions and everything, you know, from hearing from my parents what they thought it was or how they experienced it. My mother grew up in Germany, so to hear how she experienced it versus, you know, coming here and seeing the Christmas tree here and, like, the little story of the pickle. And um, the pickle is supposed to be a good luck charm. Yeah. Did you know, like, if you give someone a little pickle, basically it teaches the children to find the pickle when they first... It's the last ornament they put on the tree... And when the children get up in the morning, they're supposed to, the first child that finds the pickle gets an extra present because they were taught to find the beauty and the ornaments and everything and not just run to see what Santa got them. And is
2: it true that the pickle tradition started, it's a German tradition, but it started in the United States? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Because my mother was like, I never did that when I was a kid, <laughs> but I always loved it. Just because when I came here and learned it, I like taught it to her, so I uh, felt like that was special.
2: <laughs> and was. If you go to Germany, the, the German, they have sell the pickle ornaments year round. What's your favorite?
3: Um, so I, I, I mean, I definitely have an honorable mention, but my favorite is the Daruma vendor. I mean, I, 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 I had a my, my, I mean, my heart obviously is with Japan. I love everything about it, and. It's Japan is just it's so fascinating the way they meld pretty seamlessly. Like I, I'm going to get this wrong because it's been a long time, but Shintoism, Buddhism, and Christianity are are sort of coexist in Japan. Um, and I think the saying is I'm going to get this wrong, but you're you're born you're you're Shinto when you're born you're a Christian throughout your life and you're a Buddhist when you pass. Um, and, it, and it and it is sort of a seamless web like that. And and there's a huge amount of Buddhist influence in the Juroma dolls um, and the story behind that. Um, but I, I just love listening to her to her speak. You learn so so much about about Japan and, and Japanese traditions. Um, you know the, the the history of what the Jiruma doll is, and painting the eye, and then when the wish comes true, you paint the other eye. Um, you know, and, and then and that the doll itself represents perseverance and good luck and, and the ability to sit still. Um, I just I, I I just love listening to her talk. I, I, I should mention the Christmas witch in Italy and we can talk about Come her too. Man. I love her. I'm sorry, go ahead. But um no, we, we I just didn't want to not mention her. <laughs> but but no, I mean I the the Druma doll vendor is absolutely my favorite.
2: And I watched her I made I, I specifically made a beeline. She was the first one I watched this year. I brought some friends along who had never seen her before and didn't understand they were waiting for they thought she was almost like a pre show to have like a Santa-type figure come out. And I'm like, there yeah. is no yeah. there is no Santa there. Um, but it is so interesting because she is. She's like a street vendor yeah. that comes out. And you're right, to to understand the history. Like, I wanted to get a Daruma doll and bring it home and do the whole thing with the eyes and New Year's and all that stuff. Um, but obviously, you know, I needed to... Um, yeah. La Bafana is another one that I think is just very unique because... Um, there's gnomes and but she she's literally like somebody that would have been at my grandmother's house like <laughs> like downstairs in the basement around the table of 25 people in Brooklyn um, but she's a witch she's a good-natured witch that like Santa breaks into your house um, but it's such a fascinating story because I think. So many people figure, oh, you know, it's Italy must be the same. They must have a Santa Claus. And, and it's not. It's completely different. And I think you're right. I think what I like about the storytellers is the educational opportunity, not just for us as adults, but when you bring your kids and they watch, and you, you know, I always encourage my kids to ask questions, you know, whether it's asking questions of the storyteller or asking questions of us later so that there is a takeaway for them as well. Um, so I think the I think they're fascinating too, and ending- that's why I
0: think with 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 the festivals that we do, you know, um, with like Festival of the Arts and Flower and Garden, they all have uh, the, the scavenger hunt, and like I think Flower and Garden has the Easter egg hunt. I think there should be some type. Is there a? Is there new? Is there? Okay, yeah, yeah. I've not been to Epcot yet this year, so I, they, I I. love. <laughs> spoiler alert! I love that there is a. Okay, then I love that there is a uh, like a scavenger hunt. Like kids, like questions mm-hmm. that kids can answer about the storytellers, and maybe they get something for getting their answers correct or something. That way, the ki- you know, it keeps the kids entertained. There's there's an incentive to, to really pay attention and learn. You
2: know, and I think almost just visiting the storytellers and getting like a picture with one is sort of like a scavenger hunt. Anybody can. You don't need to buy a map to do it. You can say, all right, we want to try over the next you know two days to see all the storytellers, to hear the stories, and to get a picture with the kids with it. Uh, but so you mentioned it, and I think this is something else that's neat. We've seen it at festival of the arts. We've seen it during Easter time they do have a, a scavenger hunt you can purchase I think it's seven dollars something like that yeah.
3: yeah it's seven dollars it's the Chippendale um, Christmas tree spree okay so yeah it's it's like seven dollars it's really really reasonable and there's just these Chippendale sort of hidden around the various countries um, I know you can like talk to the cast members and they'll kind of give you friendly clues to help out along the way um, and then once you complete it there's a pin set I think that you get for for finishing it it's fun in itself and it's also just a really good way. I mean, my kids love world showcase, but they're four and seven, you know so to to take them you know and spend a day in world showcase, it's just it's happy if it's 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 a really nice way to keep your kids engaged throughout a day in world showcase um, you know when their attention spans might otherwise fall off a little bit sooner than the adults would. so I love that they're incorporating these scavenger hunts into the various festivals, including...
2: Because as adults, we use World Showcase as our own personal scavenger hunt, whether we're eating around the world, whether some people are Partaking of the beverages around the world or the storytellers around the world, so I think you're right. It's something fun for kids to keep them occupied. It's a, it's a learning opportunity. It brings you into locations that I think you wouldn't go into otherwise, which is what I really like about that. I see all too often people walking around the promenade. They look down at their map. They say, "Oh, there's no attraction. There's no nothing. There's no character in there," and they walk by Morocco or they walk by Japan. And they, especially Morocco, I think it's it's the the redheaded stepchild of the pavilions, and I and I mean that half jokingly because. So many people don't go all the way into the back by a Restaurant Marrakesh. There's all there's plaques everywhere, and there's a lot of stories to to learn from and there. So
3: commissioned it, right? The king, yeah. the king that was the well, one country I think where the, the 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 king of Morocco had a had a real role in you know obviously not designing it himself, but but, but approving the the.
2: Plan. And he sent over twenty some odd malams to come over and do yeah. all the design. And so, so it's beautiful. incredibly. And again, Morocco is one of those places that. Most of us probably will never get to, so that's yeah. as close as we're going to get to. I still haven't done a live dining review of Restaurant Marrakesh yet either. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So, <laughs> Michael's raising Here's his hand. <laughs> so, sorry, So, Beatrice, what for you is one of your, your must-do's?
4: Definitely always look at the um, Christmas display. Well, actually, I call it Christmas display. The train in Germany, because they do add little Christmas parts to it. So definitely look for the Christmas in that. Um, my most favorite, always must do, is resort hopping. And it's I always split it, though, because I do the monorail. I do, like, the Grand Floridian and Contemporary at one point. But then I also do the Yacht and Beach Club and Boardwalk and Swan and Dolphin. And we haven't... The Yacht Club has a train. The Beach Club has this amazing... Carousel that's life-size that actually rotates around. And they always post how much of everything they put in there. It always just amazes me how many pounds of chocolate and how many pounds of everything they put into those displays. So, like, that's one thing that gets to me. Um, the sleigh ride at Fort Wilderness. I love the sleigh ride. You actually get to ride a sleigh for 25 minutes around and see all the Christmas decor in the campground. So and there's also a horse and carriage ride at Port Orleans Riverside. So that's a beautiful Christmas decoration. So I definitely take time. And I split it, but I definitely do like the monorail resorts one time. I'll do the the Epcot resorts one time and do all that. Um, I'll do like a Christmas tree hunt. I have all sorts of little. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you do. But that's the thing. Like you can make your own sort of adventures out of these things. And I'm really happy you mentioned. Fort Wilderness and the sleigh rides because I think those are very far off the radar unless you're staying at Fort Wilderness. I will tell you one of my favorite things to do every year I'm going to do it in the next couple of weeks is on a Wednesday night for a live show we go to Fort Wilderness, we rent a golf cart and we drive around looking at all the... because it is like the, the... the way that Fort Williams is decorated, not by Disney, but by the the, 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 the residents of the Fort yeah. they have their own little tree trails, they have all these blow-up decors. and you can spend an evening just sort of walking, I, I wouldn't recommend walking, rent the golf cart, especially if you have kids, you can fit four or, or maybe squeeze, squeeze five on there, but... Some people hand out candy canes and there's food and there's music. The golf um, carts
3: are decked out. Yeah. People deck out their golf carts and there's a parade of golf carts at some <laughs> yeah, right. point. It's
2: so much fun to watch. Like the Fort Wilderness is, is one of those place, It's If you make it an evening, I suggest starting off at Trail's End because yes. that's why not. Yes. Stick it to the Man at Trail's End. It's one of the best buffets. I haven't done that live dining review either. Seems a good Christmas Eve. Santa, Santa, Santa goes to Pioneer to, Hall. Really? Yeah, on Christmas Eve. He actually hits
4: a lot of the resorts on Christmas Eve, but um, he actually kind of parks in front of Pioneer Hall to see the kids for a little bit on Christmas Eve. So it, it's it's
2: really cool that things. I like the fact that Santa takes a little me time and gets to spend some time relaxing at the resorts. And what I and I'm going to transition to one of the things that I love and part of the reasons why I chose here is I think Disney Springs is also a destination. Whether you're local or whether you are visiting, especially if you don't want to maybe spend money to go into the parks or go to the Christmas party, there's a lot of stuff to see and do here, and I know you're probably thinking he's going to talk about the Christmas tree trail, but what I think is something new this year is there is actually a character breakfast with Santa and Mrs. Claus at T-Rex Cafe. <laughs> right, I think we need to do that. Um, it's on select days in December. I'm quickly looking to try and see what days it is. But how cool would it be to have breakfast with Santa in the the, the ice room at T Rex Cafe? I
0: yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've never been to T Rex. Every, I've never been. Every time I walk by it, I'm like, ugh, so crowded. There's so many people. My, my child,
2: I need I need to take you and we need to eat together I mean, a lot. I have I, I, told you. I, uh, why do you think I, I always do. volunteer as tribute yeah. these things.
3: There's nothing quite like sitting in that ice room and watching your food appetizingly turn from red to blue.
2: <laughs> and then going out into the sun and trying to have your... Everything looks orange when you come outside. But a Disney Springs has a ton of stuff to do. And actually, when you park at the Lime or Orange Garage... You can pick up a monthly um, calendar that has all the different activities. Um, one of the things, Lisa, we did with our families was we did the Christmas tree trail, yes, which runs every day from about 10 or noon to about 10 p.m. And I think this year there's 25 trees. There's 10 new trees, all inspired by different characters or stories. Um Again, it, there's no wait. You can just walk up and walk right through it. It's great photo opportunities um, to it do... Can get,
0: it can get crowded depending on the time and the day. Right. Uh, like, I came on, like, a Friday night, and it was super crowded. But there's a Peter Pan tree. And as soon as I saw it, I... I <laughs> like, the, the waterworks just kicked in. I was like, yeah, so... look at the
4: detail. I mean, the on that particular tree, there's the pirate ship. There's Tinkerbell. And on every single tree... There is a decoration that if that's your favorite tree, you can go and get that decoration and take it home. So not only is it your favorite tree, and it's like a memory of your trip, but you have a little piece of that tree to bring Spoiler
2: home. Spoiler alert, to combine your two stories, I went to World of Disney the other day to get a Peter Pan ornament, and they were sold out. They were sold out of Peter Pan ornaments. Hey. So the Peter Pan tree was obviously a big hit. What, do you have a favorite tree?
3: I, I mean, I, I loved the Rapunzel tree. I thought the villain's tree was just super, very, very unique. Um, I just, I mean, Peter Pan, obviously. Um, but no, I mean, we, we were there like on a Sunday afternoon and it wasn't that crowded at all. Um, as you're going, another thing that's nice is Santa is in there. And the way that they do it is you kind of, you get a past and they tell you when to come back. So if you, if, I mean, if you can swing it, you can kind of go in and go to Santa and get your pass and then sort of pass the time that you're waiting inside of, you know, seeing seeing all of these different gorgeous, gorgeous trees. Um, definitely bring your wallet because you are going to see decorations that, that you want. There's a tree at the very end that's just decked out in, like every ornament you could possibly daydream about there's haunted mansion ornaments and just <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have a list to, to go there.
2: and not too time. surprisingly Once Upon a Christmas store is right around the corner right there, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's really cool how they do the Santa Chalet and I think it's new this year where it is and the way they do it because what you do is you go in order to meet Santa Claus you don't wait in a, in a queue you check in at the podium you give your <laughs> mobile your, your cell phone number to one of his little elves Go out, you shop, eat, eat a little bit more, and then they'll get a text message giving you sort of a ten-minute window to come back. Rather than because in years past the line for Santa was like the line for Santa.
0: Last year they gave out buzzers because they give out like little restaurant pagers. Right. Because we we came in September and there was a there were they were out of buzzers. There was we were here during free dining. So, um that's just always a crazy time, so it's um, you got a restaurant pager and you came back, and he the location was different. I'm trying to remember exactly where he was last year, but this year he's at the end of the Christmas tree trail. So honestly, what you can do is you go in and give up your number and then make your way backwards. Yeah. Through Christmas Tree Trail, and depending on how fast you go, you might not get very far before you come back, because so they, they post the wait time on the outside of the Santa's Village um, to tell you uh, uh, roughly about how long. When I went the night I went to the Christmas Tree, it was 150 minutes.
3: But that I noticed the, the Sunday afternoon that we were there, which was you would expect it to be you know pretty pretty slow. It was a 30 minute wait, yeah. so it's not always terrible.
2: But you know the the, the Christmas Tree Trail. The, the kid, I mean, we have kids of different ages, but they all enjoy it. Whether they're trying to spot, you know, the characters or look for their favorite ornaments. Um, it snows during the, on the Christmas tree trail, which is nice. You mentioned snope before.
0: Um, but
2: there's other things to do and see and obviously eat down here as well. There's actually a Stitches holiday gift hunt, which is at the... I want to go into World Disney when we're done here and try it out. You, can, you need to find Stitch in a scavenger hunt throughout Disney Springs. Once you're, the mission's complete, you visit one of four different resent, redemption centers to get a festive surprise. And I don't know what that festive surprise is, but I hope it's delicious. We <laughs> might it's have to do it. just see. so you're not it's, really it's, sure if you want it or not. <laughs> you're like, um, there's also a lot of special events in a number of different stores, depending on when you go. There's trunk shows and holiday releases. Again, Breakfast with Santa at T-Rex. I just looked takes place from 8 to 10 a.m. on December 2nd, 3rd, 9th, 10th, 16th, and 17th. So there's only six days to do it. You can call 407-WDW-DINE. There's also a lot of artist appearances throughout here as well, and they give you a little calendar inside so you can see what other special events are going on? Like National Cocoa Day, National Cupcake Day, National Hamburger Day. Hello, hey, Deluxe Rachel Burger Sock Day. Yes. National Sock Day. What? <laughs> <I> <laughs> um, <don't wear> those. <laughs> but it's you know it's neat, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the Void, the Star Wars Experience is is going to open up here next week, so I'm looking forward to check it out. Um, but again, just. The music, the, I loved, I love, love, love the live entertainment down here. Uh, one of my favorites. So we're right by one of the living statues in front of Amaret. I love the strolling, The rolling piano. Uh, I just think, and I think that's new. This or last year was the first time I know one of the performers, but... You talk about an unsuspect, unexpected surprise for guests as he or she comes rolling up. I think that's really neat.
4: That is awesome. I love it. Um, another thing to think about this year, if you're coming, um, Cirque du Soleil is going to be ending very soon, so try to fit that in if you want to see that.
2: Have you ever seen it before? I,
0: <coughs> I have not seen not? Lanouba.
2: Have, have you seen <coughs> Lanuba? I
4: have not. What? As I'm over here. Oh, my,
2: you're choking because you haven't seen Lanuba. Um, no. I I've seen it a number of times. I saw it... I took my son last year. Um, I love I, I love circ shows. I've seen a lot in in Las Vegas. Um, I think this one is it's ready for retirement. Have you ever have you ever seen a circ show at all? No. no. And is it Las Vegas? Dine. Vegas. Do I ask which Dine. one did you seen? <laughs> Very <laughs> different, Yeah. Um, but you know, I I I would love to see a circ show return. Maybe yes. integrating yes. some Disney IP, some Disney characters in there, because I think it'll be a much bigger attractor for, for families to know that Baymax, Olaf, Peter Pan, yes. Spider, would Spider-Man would be amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Ah, I see what you did there. It would be amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I What I would love to see, because I'm a theater kid. I've done almost 20 years of musical theater. Um, I would love to see, and I know we're getting the theater in, in Magic Kingdom coming sometime. Um, I would love to see, with with stuff like, you know, you've got Frozen that's getting ready to go to Broadway. You've got Tarzan. uh, Hunchback got an amazing new treatment a few years ago. Disney, the the Disney on Broadway has an amazing talent. I would love to see that become a rotating Disney on, like, Disney Broadway-style house. Where that's what, it's, it's always changing. Like, oh, for, you know, from February to May, it's this show. And then from this, or even better, put something, the original like a, a, a new Disney original show, a Disney Broadway, in that theater and make that where it stands. You know, that way, when you're here, it's like, 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 like *Lanuba*. If you want to see it, you've got to come here to see it.
2: Right, because we're locals, but there are some people that, you know, the average trip is once every three to five years, having something that's there all the time. But I also do like, and maybe this is because we're local, I like the idea of sort of a show that rotates through. You could have Disney on ice. You could have the Marvel show. You could have a Frozen show. um, So there's always a little bit something new. I, I, this is me speculating, I think that section, I think the, the west side of Disney Springs is next to get a little more... TLC and little pixie dust sprinkling beyond NBA experience. I think the next 18 months there are going to be very interesting. So uh, anything else in Disney Springs that we missed or that you need to do here? I think that's I think we pretty much covered a lot. But like you, I say, like before you guys got here, I was just wandering around. I wasn't grazing. I thought about it, but it was just it was so nice to be able to get like we, what like we preface the segment by saying that spirit of the holidays without having to go into a theme park. So,
4: what- I actually loved when I got here tonight to take a photo of like the Christmas tree, the balloon, the food trucks. I was like, this is Disney magic right here. You know, it's a beautiful moonlit night. You know, like full moon. It was just a gorgeous temperature. I mean, there's nothing better than to just be here. So this
2: is like. This is a night that people move to Florida for. The weather's perfect, the holiday decorations, it's not very crowded, and there's protein like steps away.
0: I'm like, is it? I mean, it's a uh, you have a dopey in January, I have the 5 game. Is it too early to carb load? Because no. there's no, protein no, right that? there. No.
2: <laughs> Michael, my son, you should be carb loading all year long. So, training
3: runs need fuel.
2: I know. Training runs. I was thinking Netflix. All right. So, um, all right, Lisa, what, what is next on your must-do list?
3: Um, I could go in two directions. All right. I'm going to go to Hollywood Studios because we haven't been there yet. I want to go back to Epcot, but...
2: I think we're saving Ep- We'll save Epcot for, yeah, for last because that's the big...
3: So, I mean, I think sort of to take a step back, Hollywood Studios at this time of year and this is in part speaking as a new local sort of enjoying the novelty of the holidays in Florida but if you want to be like punched in the face by like the irony of celebrating Christmas in Central Florida go to Hollywood Studios I mean I think I posted a picture yesterday um, when we went we went over there in the morning spontaneously of just looking down the main drag at the, the rows of palm trees and the Christmas decor I, the blue skies and I, I mean, there's a lot to talk about I think this year at Hollywood Studios they have a lot a lot going
2: on um, which, but, which right now people don't think it's, it's you know it's being called but because it's in a transition phase yes. it's the half day park there's not a lot to see to do and, and I agree with you I, I say nay nay
3: Right. I mean, I think that they have really been so smart about making Hollywood Studios, you know, the, the lights are, are not there this year. And that's, you know, I think a lot of people were sad about that. But what they're doing in Hollywood Studios to, you know, make it sort of a focal point for the holidays is, is so smart. I mean, we, we mentioned, it's silly, but we mentioned, you know, uh, you know, before we started, they're giving out these annual pass holder, you know, car magnets. That's basically the AP pass holder car magnet that has the Christmas lights on it just to kind of... You know, bring bring people in and, and and get something fun. And they are they're super cute. Um, we got a few yesterday, um, but they're doing the the sunset um, seasons greeting on um, Sunset Boulevard. That's absolutely beautiful. You've got your Snope and your they do the um, the billboard shows um, with the elves. I think there's like a Muppet theme and. Mickey, Frozen, and Mickey, and then they they do that, and then they they follow up with these gorgeous projections on the Tower of Terror, which is just this amazing. I mean, you when I first heard it about, it, I was like, it right. when I first heard, it, I was like, ooh, don't do that to my Tower of Terror. But like, but it's gorgeous, and it's just this huge, beautiful screen for the the projections that they're putting up on it. Um, you know, similar to what they do on the Chinese theater during the Jingle Ball, Jungle Bam, you know, firework show. There are these, you know, these these, these beautiful sort of building facades that are available in Hollywood studios that I love to see them making use of um, with these new projection shows that they're integrating into the, the, you know, the firework show, obviously, there, and then what they're doing on Sunset Boulevard.
2: I, I think Sunset Boulevard is beautiful in and of itself yeah. at night, and I love the, the, the vintage-looking um uh decorations that sort of hang from yeah. all of the lights. the lights. Now with the falling snow and uh, the the um, the billboards, the music is beautiful. Yeah. I love there's I think there's four different orchestral arrangements that they created just for it. Um again I think you said Mickey Toy Story Frozen Muppets Muppet and Prep and Landing. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's something for everybody and every age group in there as well too. You guys have both seen it?
4: Yes, I loved it. It was I absolutely loved Osborne Lights and for all those people that miss it it's a wonderful transition to go over to Tower of Terror because when I saw down the street all of the green and the red palm trees and it just seemed to be a great new addition like we always love change we always love new things as much as we love the old things we still love change and new things and in fact the movie show that they have, it, it to me, it transitioned the great movie ride into something new and wonderful. So, I, mean, I just had a blast there the other night when I saw, you know, the fireworks there. I mean, it was everything. It was just like, this
3: is fantastic.
4: I want to do this again, again, again. So, and, I mean, that was me. That's that's my, like, new thing this year is to, like, just hit that. Echo Lake has been drained. There's a beautiful Christmas tree there. Gertie has wearing, like, this... Santa cap. I mean, it's it's so festive. It's so much fun. They've really
2: decked that park out throughout the entire park for the Michael, have you seen it yet? Not-
0: what the uh, the tower? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was there. I went there for the first night of of Flurry of Fun Sunset Season, and um, when I when I saw the picture, which is on the I'm looking at the you have the pass order monitor looking at the when I first saw the picture of it my initial reaction was what have they done I'm like what is this I had
3: like birthday party that, castle flashbacks oh I did <laughs> birthday
0: absolutely birthday that's yeah. exactly I was like oh my god it's the cake castle yeah, all over again castle. and I'm like and then and then I saw it and I was okay I was wrong like this is awesome Like, this is really cool. But uh, with Echo Lake, the thing I love about Echo Lake is with, you know, I talked earlier about my mom, how her decorating. My mom doesn't buy new decorations every year. She buys things occasionally. But it's been the same ornaments since I was a kid. And on the light poles at Echo Lake, there are these little, like, round, um... I don't know what to call them. Extensions, lights, torches, lanterns. I don't know what to call these things. But there's like a Rudolph. There's a, a bell. There's a Santa Claus. And they look so classic. They look like they were probably like drawn in the probably the, the 50s, maybe 60s. They're that. Yes, those. They are, they are. I saw those and I was like, that brings me back home to like a childhood Christmas and that's what I love about Hollywood Studios is with Disney it's very easy for them to get lost in their own branding Mickey Minnie Goofy everything everything Frozen everything this and with Hollywood Studios it's all classic it's all classic Christmas and I was like this is awesome this is perfect is exactly what it is. And then, of course, if you want, you know, the -the over-the-top Disney Christmas, you have the Tower of Terror show, which is amazing. But if you want classic Christmas, go over towards Echo Lake.
2: And I think that's, I think it strikes a good balance because what we consider classic Christmas, our kids are like, oh, really? It's so old. But it is. It's classic for us. I think that brings that that sense of nostalgia. But then when they see Wayne and Lenny, Wayne and Larry from Prep and Landing, that is, for them, what, what they're growing up with. So even things like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. I keep on calling it a Jingle Jam. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. <laughs> jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. They have classic Christmas, but they also have things that the kids enjoy as well. And one of the things I love about that show, when I, the first time I saw it last year, was the first time I'd seen it anywhere. From what I understand, it happened by accident when the snow is falling and the lasers are coming across the snow looks like it's like electrified as it's coming through the laser beams, and they said it 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 happened by accident the first time they did it. Like, oh, we need to integrate that into the show, and now it's sort of a, a hallmark of that show. Um, I need to go over there.
0: I need to go over there and see. I need to go see Jingle Bell Jingle Bam. I have not seen it ever. I've not. I didn't see it last year, and I didn't see. It. I haven't seen it this year so far. So
2: I think it's a fun I show, and I've done it. I did the dessert party, so there's a dessert party option too. Um, I will give you a, a, a hint: Jingle Bell Jingle Bam is best enjoyed not as close as you can be to yeah. the theater it's like Star you need to Wars. be back yeah you need to be a yeah. little bit farther back even maybe off to the side a little bit right. because there's things happening you know in right. 180 or so degrees same thing for the tower show don't go up to the tower you want to be back by um, once upon a time so you can see the projection I think there's two screens Native that screens. they have on, yeah. on either side of Sunset Boulevard yeah
0: yeah uh, I was, I was going to say something about. Oh yeah, so it's like um, Star Wars uh, Galactic Celebration. Is that the yeah. normal, the normal show? It's like that. You, I tell people, yeah, you don't get as close because. It, so I'm I, with Jingle. I always kind of stand um, back, not on the street, but right there. Those those kind of khaki colored columns. Yeah. I always stand about right there because that's right there by Hollywood Brown Derby. Like, right there in that little cove is always a great spot for me. That's where I always watch Star Wars.
2: And I've never done this before, and maybe this is new this year. They have a Minnie's Holiday Dine. Anybody ever tried that before? Is that? Is it the
0: Hollywood, at Hollywood Vine? The Hollywood Vine, yes. It's yeah. a
2: dinner yeah. dance party with music, holiday decor, and great food, obviously. And if you're a pass holder, you get 10% off on food and non-alcoholic beverages. We get our dining discount. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Gonna... I did, uh, I've done the Halloween one before, which... I imagine it's roughly about the same thing, probably just different themed food, and obviously they're in their different costumes. It's like the Halloween one, uh, like all the characters are in different costumes, it's a lot of fun. So I'm imagining that's kind of what the Christmas one would be like, is they're probably all in different Christmas outfits. So it's a chance to get, you know, mini... When I went to Halloween, it was mini Goofy Mickey Donald Daisy, but they were all in costumes that you would never get them in in anything else. So if you're a character nut like me, who loves meeting characters, then you... Can, it's a great time to get some characters that you won't even get at the Christmas party because it is different. I thought Mickey at the Halloween at the Halloween, Halloween party and Mickey at the Halloween dine would probably be the same thing. No, totally different costumes. So it was two different, like, theming things. So if you're a big character not like me, those are fun to go to, plus food, you know.
4: No, I yeah. have not done that yet, but I believe in that one, the, the mini Hollywood and Dime, I think she's wearing a red dress, like almost like a party dress, like a little dancing dress. So, I like her dress. Like, I want to go because I love taking pictures of characters that are in different costumes, like Santa Goofy and, like, all these different kinds of things. Those are one of the things that I always look for. So, if she's wearing that red dress, I might have to be there.
2: So, I think I heard you mention food, which may be a good uh, transition point, because maybe we'll talk a little bit about the food throughout the parks and resorts and then make our way over to Epcot, because that's sort of the granddaddy of what's going on. Because... There are, um, there are a ton of unique holiday food items throughout the parks and resorts, not just at the Christmas party. So, for example, in Magic Kingdom, they have a Nightmare Before Christmas cake push-pop at Sleepy Hollow Refreshments. Have you tried that? It's got layers... Wait a minute. Orange vanilla cake, cranberry cherry mousse, white crispy pearls, cream cheese, buttercream, and holiday sprinkles topped with a chocolate piece featuring Sandy Claus, the enchanted Christmas bell dessert at Gaston's Tavern, truck and landing-themed gingerbread cupcakes, hot chocolate... What? Hot chocolate flight at Men and Bill's? What? What? Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, kids. This isn't for you. It's 21 and up because it's it's a hot chocolate martini, Bailey's salted caramel hot chocolate, or a black cherry bourbon hot chocolate. Yes, please. If you're feeling adventurous, get the hot chocolate flight and try all three. All themed desserts are throughout Disney's Hollywood Studios. We'll get to uh, Epcot Center. There's also a hundred different holiday-inspired libations. Kids, that means drinks. Again, not for you, too. There are a hundred holiday-inspired libations using traditional holiday ingredients like baking spices, cranberry chocolate, pumpkin, and marshmallow. We lost Lisa. She just ran off. Um, (laughs) There's a black cherry bourbon hot chocolate at Dockside Diner. In Hollywood uh, Studios, Morimoto Asia has a Winter Wonderland. Paddlefish has a pecan espresso martini. I'm going through the list because <laughs> Wait, because isn't
3: that just
4: over there? So it's it's, it's right minute. there. So
2: <laughs> Trader Sam's has a, has a tropical snowstorm. Um, there's a ton in um, Trail uh, Men had a bunch. Trails, yeah, I mean really there's a hundred. So they're they are throughout um, the resorts and, and again. There's a a huge variety of specialty foods that you'll find in the resorts and in the parks. But I think we need to make our way over to... uh,
4: Trader Sam's the way I do. If you order a tropical snowstorm, I want to know what happens. Because usually things happen when you order
2: their special. You should go for like just take one for the team and go and order right? one just to see what happens. Is it is that.
0: bad that I want to go to Trader Sam's and get the Nautilus just because I want the glass?
2: <laughs> like I just want the glass. I don't like. you Listen, yeah. man. I people stood online for hours to get some of those unique ones, and they, the the tikkis when they came out. I have so.
0: the grim. I have the ghost. The yeah. attacking yeah. ghost one. Somebody got it for me. So I. Uh, but what I was gonna say. Um, Oh, it'll come back to me once we move to a new subject. So, uh, oh, I was going to say, can I, where can I get eggnog in my moose glass?
2: <laughs> That's
0: all I want.
3: Oh, and before we have to the big boy, oh God, obviously, the, I, I wanted to share that... So I often get, quote-unquote, stuck eating at the lunching pad because I'm always at Magic Kingdom with my two small children trying not to spend a ton of money on food and their big, you know, easy hot dog kids. So the lunching pad, and I understand Cosmic Rays, has a hidden menu item. It shows up on the mobile app, but it's not on the main thing. It's a pulled pork sandwich with cranberry slaw. What? And you can get cheese on it. And I was so excited because I'm always you know, getting hot dogs for my kids at Lunching Pad and it was really good. I mean, it was a simple little sandwich but it was like, it was coleslaw with like dried cranberries mixed in it. It was really good pulled pork and you can get cheese on top. So, was I was like, I was, so <laughs> I was so excited. I was so excited to have like a good, really tasty meal at the lunch. Magic
2: Kingdom wasn't so right. who would think the Lunching That's Pad, right. which is normally where I'd go for like the cream cheese, jalapeno, these yeah, are the jalapeno the cream cheese.
0: And you talked, you posted about the sushi at Lunching Pad. Um, Cool ship. The, cool ship. Or the cool ships excuse, yeah. excuse me um I tried that on dapper day thinking okay it's five bucks this is not going to be great Joe <laughs> <laughs> so under under you know under uh, under expect and over you know uh, deliver so I tried it was really good <laughs> I was like obviously it's not it's no Morimoto Asia right. it's no you know Tokyo dining but for, for a
2: magic Kingdom, for,
3: <laughs> for
0: five bucks. Yeah, it was good. I I liked it.
2: So I might I might have to go take a research trip over to Magic Kingdom sometime soon just to. Uh,
4: We've come a long way from just the holiday sandwich at Earl of Sandwich. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> We've come a long no way, kidding. baby. Yeah.
2: Listen, they have holiday poutine <laughs> at the, the daily poutine with the, so, the stuffing on. We're it? so oh. going to get that as soon as we're done. Um, but this year. Epcot is celebrating the Festival of the Holidays. Lisa, I think is dancing or seizing one <laughs> it's of the two. <laughs> a
0: festival
2: now. Um, Scott, the festival park. Well, you know it's a festival when you get a passport, you get a passport? and this year they have um, the Holiday Passport. It runs from the nineteenth of November all the way through December thirtieth. And when you when your passport is twenty five pages long, you know mm-hmm. that there is lots of good stuff inside. Now, to be clear, the Festival of the Holidays isn't just about. The food. We look. We didn't even touch on the holiday. The ton of holiday merchandise available throughout the resort. There's uh, tons of holiday entertainment. There's illuminations has the holiday tag at the end. Although I do miss Walter Cronkite at the very end. Um, But I think something too was they've been really cognizant of for the Epcot festivals. Look, and I think um, as soon as this is over, like doesn't. Festival of the Arts start right up not long after that in January 12th, so just a couple weeks after. They're really cognizant of the fact that they want to have things for kids. So there are a lot of kid-friendly dining options in in there, as well as um, kid cut fun stops. There's different photo opportunities. There's cool little holiday crafts. So, for example, if you go and you need to go into um, the Odyssey to go to the cookie nook, because there's like 18 different types of delicious cookies. But they also have... um, a uh, little holiday craft, so you or your kids can go and make snowflakes, and it's all free, it's all included. So I like the fact that they um, have a lot of stuff for kids to do, um, including the Christmas tree.
4: I love is that they give you the passport, which is basically a free souvenir, and that for the kids and me who love to get their passport stamped, you don't have to go up and interrupt every line. You actually have the stamps here that you can put in the place and you can do it yourself without jumping in front of people when there's our a system. long line.
2: Honor lines. system, right. you got to right. I know, see, right? See,
0: the, kid, the kids have like the Christmas tree and the Easter egg hunt to get their stamps. See, we adults, um, <laughs> we get to put a sticker uh, in our passport every time we get a drink in Epcot. I,
2: I, I use them when I tackle the, the different food options. Yes. Um, it's because It's, it's any time you get anything from one of the stamps. I just so they did I don't a, earn
3: my sticker until I've wiped out the stand. You wow. Not necessarily alcohol
0: options.
2: Oh, wow. But no, you're I, cle- I clear the slate. So yeah, let do, me just be clear because our friendship line. could be riding on this. You make sure you try one of everything at the stand yeah, in terms everything. of food options? Everything. Up top. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave her a high five. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that the only way to really understand and appreciate it is to make sure. You do the entire, you run the entire gamut, so I think that's the way to do it and do it right. I'm so hungry right now. Right. <laughs> um, so, Michael, you haven't done this as yet, correct? I you have not. I have not gone into EPCOT F- yet. Uh, futures have you done it? Probably going to do even
4: it, it. No,
0: not yet. Oh my goodness! You have. You don't. I guys was don't know what you. Term- you
4: guys go through all the food last week, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I got to yeah. get this, in there. This late.
0: one right here is always posting <laughs> pictures of food,
2: and I'm yeah. like. Killing me, Lisa. Like... So there are fifteen different um, outdoor kitchens, and I think, much like Flower and Garden Festival, I think that's like a sweet spot yeah. because have, food. Have these food
0: carts? Have they been there since the Flower and Garden yeah. Festival without moving?
3: Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, are I they trying to come up with a way to not have to <laughs> move them? Well, because right?
2: no, amazing. but look, it makes sense because to have it's a special nice. event, look, yeah. the outdoor food, the marketplace kitchens like that's a theme park attraction to me Like those are the things that I really look forward to so I used to be sad I would shed a silent tear when food and wine used to be over and then I had to wait for flower and garden now there's a little bit of a special event that's different, but the marketplaces change every year and I, will, I have not tried it all yet but between food and wine this past year and now Festival of the Holidays Chef Greg and your team the food is remarkably good. Um, I'm looking at, at you both, and you who are listening. I was drooling you,
4: last week, when you showed those videos, it's I,
2: and what I like about it too, to put a, 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 an edutainment spin on it, is there is a little bit of entertainment value too. But but it's an educational look. One of the things that they did was stuff. they really wanted to bring food, and and Chef Greg had even said when they had talked about um, like that meat pie with the ketchup, he's like. You know, ketchup. Like, but he realized that's how it's eaten. And they talked to a lot of the cast members. and They said, "Yeah, this is what we eat at home." So, you can learn about. I, again, I say it all the time. I think a, a, the way to learn about a culture is not just through its storytellers, but through its food.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, I think you know, it it just it makes. I mean, obviously. Epcot is largely about the food for a lot of us. I know that's the, the case for me, but you know, it's we talked a lot about the storytellers. They actually have each country is sort of you know they're set up as sort of a, a street in that country, and it's decorated as as that country would decorate. You know, France has sort of the, the snowflakes going across the street. You see the flags across in in Mexico, which is sort of done up for cocoa right now, also. And and the food, I mean, it's amazingly delicious food, but it's also it's it's traditional holiday food for each country so you know i'm sure we'll talk a lot about the soba in japan but that is a traditional oh holiday food there um you know so I, I love the fact that you know we're not only eating this amazing food as we could go around world showcase but you're you're really sort of learning about what the traditional treats are there um be it you know a savory a sweet and you know an alcoholic drink or a regular drink um, that, that, you know, that that country, that the people in that country would enjoy at this time of year.
2: So, and I think Mexico is a great example. So, if you look in the book, they talk about the Las Posadas celebration. So, you join the pageantry of Las Posadas with dancers, piñatas, and the music of mariachi cobra. There's also a second group there that is doing the music from Coco, which was really a lot of fun. And there's three different food items. I think I have to do a separate show about the festival of the holiday food. We might have to do like a little walkabout one day during the day. Volunteers tribute. (laughs) Nation people, we're going to come together and we're going to do that. But they have three different food items. Um, I will tell you, spoiler alert, I tried all three. They had a tostados, a tamal, and bunuelos, which are very different than what I was used to. Um... And then they had four different drinks, and then they had a lot of holiday themed merchandise as well. And you found that not just there, but in every one of the pavilions, as well as things like um, the cookie nook and some additional. um, Some additional. And the Three
3: Kings area that was wonderful,
2: yeah. Um, Right, so okay, there. Showcase Plaza is the festival of the Three Kings. They also have um, Three Kings bread, roasted pork. Uh, Coquito, chocolate, peppermint glazed croissant donuts. <laughs> Michael, listen, man, you're local. You're missing the peppermint sundae. Um, was it? I, somebody had the shipyard candy cane coffee porter. They have frozen s'mores. They have Nestle hot cocoa. But every single one of them, and I did not do a full dining review, has that combination of. Of uh, traditional entertainment, um, traditional foods, and then other things to do or or merchandise to bring home as well. Was there one that that stuck it? Was it Japan? Was
3: as far as food yeah. or as far as anything? so um, it, I, I, I I've barely scratched the surface of this amazing book of. Food and, and beverage. Um, but I think that the three things that I loved so far were the, the meat pie at the Yukon stand, which was amazing. And I'm sorry, but like the ketchup is, it needs that ketchup. It's like, and it's not ke- like Heinz ketchup, it's like a hearty, sort of chunky brown ketchup. Um, That was phenomenal. And it tasted like it was spiced with like a clove or it was, it was something It was really good. They have a salmon there that I really want to try. There was a bouche de Noel, a maple bouche de Noel at that Yukon stand. That was fantastic. Um, The tamale in Mexico was killer. Um, And of course the soba in Japan. I mean, it's a big hearty bowl of, of soba noodles and shrimp tempura and chicken um, I think my children and I both, you know, ate ate it for quite some time, and they serve it to you in it's a disposable bowl, but it looks like pottery. I
2: kind of wanted to bring it home. Yeah. I I wanted like a set of eight for my house. Yes, it was.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many other things I'm excited to try. Um, you know, at, at, at the festival, the the cookie nut stuff, stuff was phenomenal. That um, that gingerbread cookie with the cream cheese and um, preserves on top. Was was really really good. I, I could I could go on and on. I've I, I I literally ate everything at Food and Wine, so I feel like I'm you're still, you're still I, full from Food I, and Wine. I, so no, I just I I feel like you know I've I've just barely scratched the surface of this lovely this lovely book.
2: Yeah, the cookie Nook has I believe it's seven different cookies. Um, I did a live video. They gave us a little preview. I did a live video. If you go to the Facebook page, you can find it there. Um, and the cookies are not sort of. Small, you know, three. And th- I mean, they're giant plate-sized cookies, but the um, the ginger snap cookie, right, with the cream cheese icing and cranberry jam, it's almost a knife and fork. Michael, right? It's almost a knife and fork. <laughs> I know you don't do the cranberry thing. But... Allergic to cranberries. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this sounds so good, cranberry. No, they'll do it without the cranberries. Will they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, they'll oh, make yeah. it right. But they also had uh, gingerbread cookies. They've got the double chocolate peppermint cookie with itty-bitty, teeny tiny little peppermint candy canes on top. Um, the food is remarkable. It's fresh. It's plentiful. And I was with you on the Japanese um, the Japanese soba noodles. Do you
3: know what surprised me was the, the turkey, the slow-roasted turkey in the, the American? Do
2: you know why? Do you know what the key to the slow-roasted turkey, which I ate like just days after Thanksgiving, is they take the stuffing and they press it down and they griddle it. Don't tell me you're allergic to stuffing. Because no, no. <laughs>
0: no, I can have that. I, I can have plenty of that. So that's the thing with Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I don't eat my. I can't eat cranberry, so I get to eat double stuffing.
2: Uh, you can eat double stuffing anyway. Whether you're allergic oh, to cranberries fondue, or not. Do that cheese fondue and Oh, with the bread, oh. and then you take the oh. bowl of bread with the cheese in it, and you eat the entire bowl of cheese.
3: Why? It's not one.
2: <laughs> Why did we do this <laughs> in, in really Disney Springs and not em- at <laughs> <I laughs> like that um, I mean, look, you, you can and you should, I think, make a day of just wandering the promenade to partake of the storytellers and the food. I mean, and Festival of the Hall Like, if you want to do it all, you can't do it all in one day.
4: Oh, no. it, I don't think you can hit all of the entertainers in one day. In I, I, forget the, I can't even you eat that to. much. I can't <laughs> eat
2: that much in one day. Um,
4: you have to do two days of that. <laughs>
2: And look, we, we would be remiss if we did not mention, obviously, the Candlelight Processional, yeah. which I see every year at least once or twice. Um, I am not man enough to man o- to admit, like, some of the music moves me to tears because it is so beautifully arranged. Um, is that something you guys try and see? You perform it but you try and see every year? Yeah,
4: absolutely.
2: Do you go, do you try and pick a certain story, like a narrator, or is it just convenience, or do you try and go multiple times?
4: Sometimes I do. I've actually loved Whoopi Goldberg. Everyone loves Neil Patrick Harris. That's always the fantastic one. Um, I'm the most I mean,
0: before it actually being Christmas.
4: But there are so many. I mean, absolutely any one of them. This year, Pat Sajak is here. I'm kind of excited about that one. <laughs> They've done a lot of things here le- uh, lately. The 35th year of. Wheel of Fortune, so Pat Sajak's been here a lot, so he's going to be a narrator. That's going to be fun. Yeah,
2: he's one of the new ones. Laurie Hernandez was a new one. Matt Bomer was a new one. Pat Sajak. um, CCH Pounder. Warwick Davis is going to be here. Star Wars nerds. And the one that I chose to go to, which I am super psyched for, is Kurt Russell. Yes!
0: Yes. And I'm so (laughs) jealous that DVC gets to, like, meet him. And I'm like, I need to find somebody Who's DVC that I can like plus one with, so that I can meet Kurt Russell? You're right? sitting
2: in between two DVC ladies, just so you know. I'm
0: just saying, like, you know. But I lo- look. You can keep your top of the
2: world. I, I will go and meet Kurt Russell. As a quick tangent, exactly. I love that because membership should have its privileges, and I think that is a really nice gift to Disney Vacation Club members that they do that. So what is it? You get to go to the to the DVC lounge and meet I mean, Kurt Russell Russell and try some of his delicious wine?
3: Yeah, it's like a ninety minute discussion with him and he sort of speaks to his experience with, you know,
2: wine and, and other things. Alright, forget that. If you could get one question with Kurt Russell, if you could meet him, you got you have no time to think about it, go. <laughs> Was
0: the mustache in tombstone real?
2: <laughs> I think I would just be like, hi, <laughs> Would you ask him about Guardians of the Galaxy? Would you ask oh, him about I'd the legend through. of Walt Disney saying his name was the last thing he ever said? You don't know that story? Yeah, what? I that story. What? I do not know that story. This is, it's its somewhat true, it's somewhat urban legend. You can take as much or a little bit as you. Supposedly, Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell. Why? Well, I think. And and there's... I think Jim Cork really and I will want talk... that pressure on me? Well, he had just started working with the Disney company, and Walton was, was very, very fond of him. Um, I think they were in production for a film that he was going to be in, so who knows what was supposed to come after that, right? <laughs> Kurt Russell, never again. Kurt Russell, let him be in everything, whatever it was, but um, it's coming full circle that he's here, and I'm super excited to see him. And I've seen... I already saw... Um, I saw Anna Gasteyer um, the first time. But what I like about this is, and and everybody does it a little bit differently, is each of the narrators sometimes inject some of their own personality into it, sometimes to their advantage, sometimes maybe to their peril. Um, But I like some, you know, Neil Patrick Harris does that a lot. He talks about his family that's in the audience. He talks about his personal experiences. And I love that. Like, I don't want to just have somebody there who's reading it. I want somebody there who's going to share why they're there, why the holidays are special to them. And I think he does a really good gu- and he's just a likable guy that really just genuinely loves Disney too. Do you have a favorite narrator or or is it Neil Patrick Harris?
3: It's Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, he's just he's he he's so him and what and he that's such just a natural Disney. So I mean, he he loves it. He's he's just a good person. I love his family. I I I just he brings himself to it, but in a way that is still pure and Disney and, and real. I just I could he's wonderful. I mean I think he's it's it's so hard to get into his candlelight processionals, but if you can if you can see I one.
2: mean people line up hours before the first show. All right, so lightning round question, I'm not gonna give you time to think about it, I'm gonna go around a horn. If you are now tasked with choosing one celebrity to be a celebrity narrator, a candlelight procession that you'd like to hear, go
4: and the room gets quiet alright I'll help you
2: out I'll give you a choice okay Okay. who would you like to be a celebrity narrator Morgan Freeman James Earl Jones wait wait or Christopher Walken Christopher Walken James Earl Jones who has done it before has he really? In Disneyland? I see.
4: Yeah. Oh, I'd say James, oh, James Earl Jones too. Yeah.
0: James Earl Jones was going to be my lightning answer, actually yeah. coming back. It, that was I was going to say. Term, it was going back between Morgan Freeman, but it, it's Morgan Freeman is as awesome as it is. It's kind of become the Morgan Freeman joy. The voice <laughs> has kind of become a joke, like the. God, Hello, I'm Morgan. Please Freeman.
2: God, come on, well,
3: Christopher Walken. Could, of course, I'm Christopher Walken. Free. Well, that's the question too. Who would you want to narrate no, the story of your life? And I mean, Christopher Walken <laughs> is hands down my answer for that, <laughs> for so many reasons, but. But, but no, I think yeah. It's I, I would love to. I mean, talk about somebody who could inject their own personality into it and make it fun. And somebody
0: that. else that I would love to see do it. Uh, odd, odd, like out of the box thought here because I just love how classically English he sounds. Timothy Dalton.
2: Wow, a little James Bond actually. Oh, Colin Firth. Hey,
3: that's for her own Calm reason,
2: down. <laughs> Calm down. These are Clint. Uh, Jody Benton, for those of you who are Disney fans, there are some the folks from the, the Disney world who are going to be um, as well. I, I've never seen her, but I heard Isabella Rossellini did a remarkable um, candlelight processional when she did it. So that's somebody I'd like to see too. Um, and then you stay for the holiday tag of Illuminations. And then you waddle your way back to your resort because you've been eating... All day long. Uh, is there anything else that we missed in terms of the holidays, specifically in Walt Disney World? That was something else. That, while you're thinking about it, there's something else new that's coming up on December 31st. You talked about it being the final La Nuba show, but there's two new things that they've that I don't believe are new at the Contemporary Resort. They have a countdown to midnight on the 31st. But they also have, down in New Orleans, a New Year's Eve dining experience inspired by New Orleans and the Princess and the Frog for guests 21 and older only. I love, I love, love, hear the words coming out of my mouth. I love New Orleans and I love, I would love to do that. Yes.
0: I would love I would to do rather that. do that than try and fight people in Epcot <laughs> because like that's where everybody well that in Magic Kingdom for me if you've got to pick a theme park if you were like oh I want to be, I want to see fireworks for New Year's Eve for me it's 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 Epcot you, I, that's I was there on New Year's Eve as a cast member and even and I was luckily you know of course when they came around at the time I was a Fast Pass cast member when we still had Fast Pass cast members and. They we would essentially go on volunteer basis. Who would go work illuminations uh, seating back where they do the fast pass now? Used to you just go and just got there early enough and sat, you know. And um, so we used to get kind of volunteer basis. Who would go work that? And I signed up for it for New Year's Eve, and so I can able to say I've seen the New Year's Eve fireworks at Epcot, and they're amazing. But yeah, you just mentioned Louisiana food, and I'm like I'm down. Let's do this. Yep.
2: I, um, I love New Orleans. I, the, my a- favorite running event that I ever cheered at was in New Orleans because of all the food, and we need to go Cafe, back. Cafe Dumont
0: Vignes, man. Can
4: and- I tell you about what they gave us as we were running through? <laughs> we had <laughs> pancakes, <pink laughs> mimosa. Yes. Did someone give you a hand grenade as you Oh my down gosh, the there was an amazing amount of food and drinks that we <laughs> took along that race. That was great.
2: <laughs> you know, I think the point, too, is that there is, uh, there's, we, we've we haven't even touched on everything that there is to do, and I think the the point I was trying to to make by doing this is that there is a lot to do, be above and beyond the Christmas party. Um, I, I think we can all agree that, and Michael, you you will as well once you go see it, that the festival of the holidays at Epcot, you know, there's something special. ...about Magic Kingdom during the Christmas time... ...with the decorations, with the music... ...being in that park, seeing the castle lit up at night... Um, ...Hollywood Studios is doing a, an excellent job... ...of giving you a reason to go... ...and a reason to stay into the evening... ...for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam... ...the projections on the tower... Uh, ...all the entertainment, all the additional food... ...but Epcot right now... ...between the festival, and the holidays... The interactive things, the entertainment, the fireworks, the the candlelight processional. Um, it really, you know, we sort of, we, we talk about sort of missing lights of winter. People are like, forget li- lights of winter. That, I want to go to the Festival of the Holidays. Um, and, I, and I think they, I, I think it's, I say this for every festival. It may be my favorite festival because it's got that perfect combination. It's not just food. There's entertainment. There's stuff for kids to do. There's stuff. Look, the holidays is about spending it with family and friends. and I think that's a great way to do it. Just wandering through Epcot, enjoying it, however and wherever and with whomever you like.
0: Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Voices of Liberty. I, I year round I love Voices of Liberty especially <laughs> going into the rotunda and seeing them inside the rotunda sitting on the floor under the dome it really is the best way to see them but for me for Christmas they or the holidays they're in the Dickensian attire and, it, and like their version of Carol of the Bells is you will not hear a better version of than their version of that it's
2: and i forgot Joyful the the other group is out over by the fountain stage okay. um multiple times throughout the day too so there's 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 entertainment and there's something to do everywhere and we haven't even we like there was no mention of attractions right we didn't even like think about attractions because everything that there is to do doesn't even involve going to the parks to, to ride rides
3: but I and I think like I kind of we kind of let in with this and and I do I think it's a time of year where you know, whether you're visiting or you're a local, you know, just enjoying the parks where you don't really need to think about the attractions or the normal things to do. I mean, I definitely think if you're ever going to budget time for outside of the parks, you know, during a vacation or as a local, like it's this time of year. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, other than mentioning what, like Jingle Cruise, you know, being themed. like it's, it, it's, it, there's just so much else to do and feel the holiday spirit, you um, you know, I've never decorated my house as early as I did this year because <laughs> as soon as you walk into Magic Kingdom and you see the, the hear the music and see the trees and the lights and smell the smells, you want to okay. bring it home with you. Um, it's, yeah.
0: I grew up in a I grew up in a house that was very strict. We did not put Christmas music on until Black Friday. It was a thing. We, Mom decorated the house on Black Friday mom wasn't a black friday shopper she you know she decorated the house and she would play nat king cole's you know christmas album so for me that's that's christmas yeah. so so when i walked into magic kingdom before like you know two days after halloween and it was like ah what's happened like what's going on it's too early it's too soon yeah. but now it's like okay it's perfect it's time you know it's time to do this you know it's so yeah it's
3: It was after the Wine and Dine ten k for us. We were I was driving home with a friend, and she was like, "Oh, check and see what's available for breakfast." So I like popped into the app and like Our Guest popped up for like seven fifty in the morning. So we were like driving through the gates to go home, and all of a sudden we veered the other way and we ended up in Magic Kingdom at eight o'clock in the morning, and like tears were shed. Like it just it's overnight. It had become like the tree had gone up and all the decor was up and. It was, it was the first weekend of November, um, which I have, I mean, for me, that's just not Christmas yet, but all of a sudden it was Christmas. Yeah.
0: It wasn't wasn't always like that. I remember, you know, years ago, they would gradually, they would take down the jack-o'-lanterns, but the pumpkins would stay up. The autumn colors would stay up. The autumn leaves would stay up. And gradually, 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 all that stuff would come down. And as you get to Thanksgiving, it's like, it's still kind of autumn looking in the park. But then you come back on Black Friday, (laughs) boom, Christmas.
2: Which is great if this is your one trip out of the year and you can get, like, Yahtzee. You're getting the best of—what's better is when you can hit the Halloween party and And the Christmas Christmas party. (laughs) It's like, one week out of
0: the year where— Because if you do it, like, you know, no joke, the first Halloween party happened on my birthday, which is in August. So, like, you know, those things start earlier and earlier every year. Like, uh, food and wine, I've kind of figured out what we're doing here. They start the weekend before Labor Day, and it runs to the weekend before Thanksgiving. And that's kind of the window. You can kind of expect that that's when it's going to happen. But there is that one week out of the year where if you come at that right time, you can catch that last Halloween party and catch that first Christmas party in one trip.
2: And one one of these days when I do a show about, you know, living at Disney World, you know, and moving down here and being a local, we'll talk about the adjustment of... You know, it being Halloween and 93 degrees outside, which is not conducive to wearing your Ewok costume.
4: Yeah, a friend of mine did that this year. She actually came down here to shout-out Lori Burke. She came down here, saw Halloween, and left taking photos of Christmas before she left. I mean, she was like, this is the most magical
2: time.
0: You come down for Halloween, and you can take your family Christmas card photo (laughs) before you leave. Right? You know, that's... Yeah. So
2: So any... um, Do you have any final thoughts or tip or bit of advice for somebody who's coming down here for the holidays?
4: Definitely pack your patience because it's very crowded. Enjoy every moment. Look at all the little things around you because there are additions, like I even mentioned, Wilderness Lodge. We actually uh, had Thanksgiving dinner at Wilderness Lodge, and there are different things that are there this year that i hadn't seen before like there's always the beautiful massive tree which is one thing that i always try to do is do like a little christmas tree hunt you know i'll do talk about
2: that Go into the resorts to go see the trees and every
4: theme park every resort every tree is just expertly themed to its location and just taking a photo of the whole tree doesn't always take into effect all the little details so zoom in you know look yourself at all of the little details around you and just enjoy it. Don't look at the crowds and the lines as much as you look at the little things around you.
2: Yeah, and you're right. That's a going to the different, and not to go off on a tangent, but so many people I think don't go to visit other resorts than the one that they're staying at because they think, well, I'm not, forget about going there for the food during the holidays, going to see the decorations because the Port Orleans French Quarter tree is very, very different than the Jumbo House tree, and it's very different than the one that you're going to see at the Polynesian. So.
0: Right. Um, for me, if you're coming for Christmas, I, yeah, pack your patience. Because even now, when this used to be the ghost town time of year, we're here, what, two weeks after Thanksgiving, and usually this is a dead time. And I went to the party on Friday, and it was sold out. So it was, I mean, it was a packed party on Friday night. So for, it's, um, for me, the tip is... Um, While, yeah, it may hit you in the wallet a little bit harder, um, make sure that you've given yourself the time that you need because there's a lot to see. There's a lot to do. And if you want to see it all, you need to plan and you need to give yourself that time. Like we said Epcot, Epcot's going to take you a day and a half, two days, you you know, things like that. If you want to see these resorts, you're going to need to give yourself a day for that, you know. So make sure you get that time. Don't think that you can come down here for four days and knock it all out because you probably can't do it. You're going to need to give yourself a little extra time in because you've got to make for the people and you've got to make for all the extra stuff there is to do. So, time...
3: I mean, I think this is really hard advice to give to a family who comes once every four years and, you know, has never ridden Space Mountain before. But if you're coming here trying to ride Space Mountain, you're going to get aggravated because it's going to be a three-hour line at some points during the holiday season. But, you know, they all say pack your patience, and I think that's true. But at the same time, there's so much to do that has nothing to do with the things that there are lines for. And if you come here just ready to immerse yourself in the holidays and the decor and the music and the you know, the different parades and the, you know, what's going on at the various resorts. I mean, you could easily spend a vacation just visiting resorts and enjoying what's here, there and at Disney Springs. So, I mean, I think if you're willing to have a different sort of vacation than you normally would at Disney World, I think it can be really, really lovely and not, you know, and, and, and not a situation where you're feeling like you're elb- elbowing your way through crowds on Magic Kingdom
2: on Christmas Eve. Um, so... You would think that my advice and my tip would be about food. I mean, not necessarily specifically about food, but to a certain degree, I think this is another great opportunity to venture outside your comfort zone and to try things that you haven't done before because there is something special. Look, I can tell you why you should go visit the French Quarter on a regular trip. It's maybe not as compelling as going during the holidays because they do special things, because you can do a sleigh ride there or at Fort Wilderness. You know, even go into Epcot, and I know we're, we're high on the Epcot train, don't just make sure you make time to maybe try something you haven't tried before, to see a storyteller that might not be familiar to you. Something else I didn't mention that I, I really wanted to make sure that I touched on is something new this year in terms of entertainment. I think it's the only new entertainment that they have this year, and it's mostly kosher. And they were awesome. They were so fun. And whether you may not know, you know, the the traditional holiday or klezmer music, it was super high energy. They were a lot of fun. And people were up and they were singing and dancing. I mean, it was something really unique. And again, too, it's it's a way to get introduced to traditions and cultures that you wouldn't otherwise. Thank you.
3: It, no, it's a, it's a brand new edition at Epcot this year. I know they are super excited to be to be joining and have that spot. You'll find them; they're they're right past Morocco um, in in World Showcase. They have their own um, their own set, and it's you know they have regular shows posted throughout the the day and evening um, every day and it's, it is it's It's just fun music and it's my people and I just it, it is and I just and it's but it's heartwarming because you there's such a huge crowd around them and they are fun and it's it's just cool to like walk up and see like a band called Mostly Kosher with a huge group of people you know just enjoying really good music um, it's just it's like everything that Epcot is about you know it's,
2: it's yeah, and I, look it's, it's like whether you're going to see them or Moroccan or yeah, the Taiko yeah. drummers It's a great way to learn and be introduced. Look, I've I've come to really enjoy the taiko drummers that I had never known about until I had come to Epcot, and now I love that kind of music. Um, I am excited to go back specifically to Epcot to maybe do another Christmas party, Um, not just to, and I don't want to just see another candlelight processional, but I really do want to see and taste what all of the uh, all the holiday marketplaces have to offer. Listen, this is a time of not just food, but friends and family. And you are part of my extended family, Beatrice, Michael, Lisa, and you who are listening, sitting at this table sort of virtually with us. Um, That's what the holidays are all about. And I appreciate you um, not just being part of the nation, but for the friendship you've extended to me and for sharing um, tonight with us. And I think we should celebrate um, this buy a little bit of holiday poutine. When I say holiday poutine, I mean two or different, two or three different poutines that we can all share, and then we have to go test out some of those holiday treats at Amarettes. Wait,
0: we're at Disney Springs and we're not going to Boathouse? <laughs> <sorry>? I was. <laughs> what? I sat here this whole time. No, 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 no.
2: Listen, there was a tiny part of me that's like, you know, we could just go sit out on the dock at Boathouse and just. <laughs> but I've never been. What? I don't know. Oh my! I have to take. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I never been.
4: <laughs> the parking garage at three. We've got time. And listen,
2: I'm sure we could get a table out at Boat House and see what sort of holiday treats they have there. If you want to go there and instead, maybe we could. All right. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much. But you, my friend who's listening, I want to know if you've ever been to the holidays at Walt Disney World. And if so, what is the one thing that you enjoy or would recommend the most? And if not, what's the one thing that you really do want to see? And uh, hopefully... If, if not this year, someday in the future, if you've never been before, you can experience the holidays at Walt Disney World because it truly is something special. So, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Quanta. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> it's time for the airing of grievances. A <laughs> lot of problems with your people. Problems <laughs> with, with, with your people.
4: people. Happy Festi- <laughs>
2: time for our walt disney world trivia question of the week where i invite you to test your knowledge of walt disney world's history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see sometimes what you hear who knows maybe even what you taste if you think you know the answer you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a disney prize package of course before we get to this week's question we're going to go back review last week's and select our winner So last week's show was all about Walt Disney as we celebrate his birthday on December 5th. And the question that I asked you for the trivia contest was about Walt, but also about food. Because Walt's legacy can be found throughout the parks and resorts, sometimes even in places that he may have never even visited or even envisioned. In fact, there's a lot of locations like the subject of last week's question that have a connection to Walt in one way or another. For example, Paddlefish in Disney Springs is a restaurant that was once known as Fulton's Crab House. But before that, that restaurant was known by a different name. And so I asked you to tell me, what was that floating, in air quotes, restaurant originally known as, and maybe how was that connected to Walt? And again, I want to thank the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct. Maybe some of you even shared some personal stories and photos of you on. The Empress Lily, which was named after Walt's wife, and the ship itself was a recreation of a 220-foot 19th century paddle wheeler, and it was originally decorated sort of in a Louis XV style when it opened back in May of 1977. Not only was it named after Lillian Disney, it was christened by Lillian Disney, It closed in April 1995 and reopened as Fulton's Crab House and then closed in 2016 to become Paddlefish. I actually did an entire deep look. I called it a DSI, Disney Scene Investigation, on The Empress Lily. If you go back to show 123, we give you a detailed history of the restaurant and all of its connections to Walt. But for this week's purposes, I took all of your correct entries, randomly selected one. Again, you were playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WWE Magic Band cover, stickers, and the pop socket and phone stand. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Frank Rye. And hopefully, Frank, I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. So, Frank, I have your information to ship your package out because you use the online form. If you played last week and didn't win, forget about it we're going to move on because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge so it's the holidays it's winter time in Florida which means it's hovering about 84 degrees but it doesn't matter because I'm still in the holiday spirit and season and the Christmas music is playing throughout the parks and resorts and it just makes you want to sing along and that's what made me think of the question for this week's trivia contest ...because we're going to talk about a specific sing-along in Walt Disney World... ...specifically, for the first time in forever... ...a Frozen sing-along celebration at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It obviously takes place in the old American Idol Theater... ...but your question for this week is to tell me... ...what are the names of the two historians... ...in the first time in forever... ...a Frozen sing-along celebration show at Disney's Hollywood Studios... All I need to tell me, tell me the names of the two historians you have until Sunday, December 10th. To go to www.radio.com, click on the podcast link at the top or center of the page. Go to this week's show. In the show notes, you'll find the online entry form. Again, you're going to play for the book, all seven audio tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, and the pop socket. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. I know how valuable your time is for you, especially during this crazy, busy, bustling holiday season. So the fact that you choose to spend and share some of it with me means a great deal. Just a couple of quick announcements. Don't forget that you can get a copy of my new book, 102 Things to Do in Walt Disney World at Least Once, free just by visiting the homepage over at www.radio.com. Also, don't forget to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash WWRadio. You can follow me on social. I'm at Lou Mangiello everywhere else. Thanks, as always, to some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I appreciate all of you who have joined the hundreds who are part of this family and community, including Benjamin Zimmerman, Andrew Mylan, and Anthony Mole. And if you want to not only help the show, help sort of keep the lights on and get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunt you can take with you to the parks you can access to our private facebook group we have a lot of great conversations going on there a personalized custom magic band cover logo gear t-shirts care packages from walt disney world and you can be part of our live video group calls every month and lots more to find out more and to become part of the nation, visit www.radio.com slash support. And don't forget that a portion of your proceeds do go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our Dream Team project. Again, it's completely optional, but it's a great way for you to help show your support for the show Don't forget to join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. I do a live video broadcast, either from the home studio, oftentimes out and about from the parks. You can turn on notifications on the WW Radio page so you don't miss the show on Wednesday night and other times when I go live from the parks and resorts, especially now during the holiday season. I've got some special broadcasts coming up soon. If you want to have a question answered on the air, you can email me, lou at WWRadio.com. Better yet, if you want to just say hi from the parks... Tell me about one of your favorite shows or episodes or interviews or guests or just say hello. You can call 407-900-9391 and leave a voicemail. I will play on the air. Of course, as lo- as much as I love connecting with you guys online and on social, I think that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World is going to be this Saturday, December 9th at 11 a.m. from 11 to 12. We're going to be in Disney Springs at the Waterview Park, which is that open-air park seating area right next to the boathouse because it's right next to the boathouse we'll meet there at 11 be there till about 12 please come by say hi whether you come alone or bring the family anyone and everyone is welcome and invited there's obviously no cost if you are coming I'd love for you to go to the uh, event page at facebook.com slash WW radio and let us know that you're coming also stay tuned and check out that page for other upcoming events and group cruises we still have a few spots remaining at opening day pricing for our Alaska cruise in June 2018. The kids are out of school. It's time for a break. The weather is perfect. It's my favorite destination. And and I'm going to announce some group excursions and some special events soon. But it might be too late if you wait too long to get in. So definitely go to the event page. You can get a free no-obligation quote from our friends over at Mouse Fan Travel. I'll also do other meetups and events, not just in Walt Disney World, but on the road as I travel to speak. And speaking of speaking, speaking of speaking, if I can come to speak to your business, at your conference, at your event, or even to your school or child school, uh, you can go to visit Loumongello.com click on the speaking tab. And more importantly, if I could help you individually turn your passion into your profession, if you have an idea don't just know what to do with it if you have a website or a blog or a podcast and don't know how to take things to the next level and you want to do maybe some uh, one-on-one mentoring i'd love to help you turn what you love into what you do visit lumangelo.com click on the coaching tab to find out more thanks as always to MouseFan travel my official recommended travel provider who I recommend because it's who I use it's that simple and because I know that you will not only get that level of service that we expect when we talk about and visit places like Disney but they're going to make sure you get the best possible pricing visit them at mousefantravel.com and then go visit celebrationspress.com you can subscribe get back issues and their new holiday book as well and as always my friend and you you are my friend whether we have met yet or not all I ask is simple if you like the show Please help spread the word. Invite other people to be part of this amazing community that you have created. And if you can, take just 30 seconds to go to iTunes to rate and review the show. Thanks to you, we have, I think, around 1,400 five-star reviews. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Cornerstone member who says it's fun and well done. Lou brings a little bit of Disney magic each week with informative guests and exciting topics. Combine that with his upbeat personality and it keeps me coming back Excellent podcast. Kirstie Orlando based, but from the United Kingdom says it's fantastic from Disney nuts. I love Lou and his podcast. I'm imagining Christy saying this in her wonderful English accent. They're all great for learning about the park's history and details as well as planning. My favorites spelled with a U are the top tens, but really they're all fantastic. Real early says it puts a Mickey shaped smile on your face. And if you ever need a good pick me up in the middle of the day, I tune in to WW Radio and let Lou take me to the most magical place on Earth. Great show. Thank you real early. And Disney Princess 1226 from Canada says, It's a lot of Lou. I hope she means that in a good way. I'm a relatively new listener thanks to a friend who referred me to your podcast. It's helped spring the word, see? And the Facebook page and everything Lou. I have to say I've become obsessed. I've binge listened to every episode pretty much in the last month. You're right. That's a lot of Lou. I love, love, love listening to your shows. They give me that Disney fix until I can visit Disney World again. We try and go every year. My family and I are visiting in November. would love to know if you're doing a meet of the month. I am. I did. Sorry I didn't get a chance to meet you. I also want to get the hubby a Lou t-shirt. They are awesome. He shares your love of food. Can't wait to hear the next podcast. Thank you for sharing your love of Disney with the world. You are truly amazing. Wow, you going to make me cry. And I've really come to love Becky as well. You guys make an awesome team. We can't get enough of Lou. Said with oh so many uses Thank you so much, Disney Princess 1226. I hope to get a chance to meet you soon. If you want to leave a review, just search for WW Radio and iTunes. And speaking of, she mentioned the t-shirts, so I might as well. If you go to radio.com slash merch, M-E-R-C-H, you'll find that we have a lot of different WDW Radio and other Disney-related shirts in our online store, including our WDW Radio Christmas sweater, box people shirts, anniversary shirts, Lou sent me shirts, and I'm just here for the food. And right now, they're actually on sale. All t-shirts are just $14. Again, visit wdwradiocom slash merch and it'll take you right there. Finally, and most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the love and the support and the messages and every other way that you are such an important part and an important member of this community that you guys have created. Uh, I am grateful to and for you, and if there's ever anything I can do to help you, by all means, please let me know. Um, I wanna try and help you get from where you are to where you wanna be. As we start to get to New Year's, where it's a time of goals and resolutions and things like that, the best advice I can give you to get started is remember that the hardest part is just showing up. Right. And what I mean by that is whether you're running a marathon or going to school or following your dream, whatever it is, don't give up before you start. All you need to do is just get started. Start taking those first steps, however small they are. And that domino, that ripple effect will start to take over. And as a wise, wise man who happens to be celebrating her birthday once said, always keep moving forward. I hope that this is your best week ever. Thanks again for listening. See ya.
5: Hi, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, PA. I just listened to your most recent podcast about things we love about Spaceship Earth, and I am sure I'm not the only one who has done this, but a lot of times when I'm on that ride, I find myself looking over at the faces of my children to see how they're experiencing the ride. And I have to say, it's one of my favorite things to do because the looks on their faces, the awe, the smiles, the pure enjoyment is really fun. And it really puts a big smile on my face. So that is my favorite thing about Spaceship Earth. Continue to do what you're doing have a wonderful wonderful week tim foster you crack me up i love it um and i'll see you in the box take care bye
3: hey lou this is ryan from portland
5: my son and i are standing here in animal kingdom and we just had our first experience on uh flights of passage here and oh wow we're both overwhelmed it's awesome i thought i let my son mike I tell you all about it
4: Oh my goodness, it's so much
5: better. Uh, I just want to come back here on Avatar. It's just so much better. This is amazing. It's like I was actually there. The small stuff fucking smells at you.
3: All right, Ben. Hey, congrats on the upcoming 500 episode. Thanks for
5: all you do. Hi, Lou. This is Vinny from Eastern Pennsylvania, and it is Monday. November 27th, and my family and I just got here to Walt Disney World. Here at the Magic Kingdom, seeing all the decorations and the big Christmas tree, and uh, we just wanted to say how beautiful it is and how amazing it looks. And um, we hope that one day we'll get to meet you. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Hello, Lou Mangiello, WDW Radio Group, WDW Radio Box People, WDW Radio Cruisers, WDW Radio Running Team. This is Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and I'm calling in today to tell you about what I like most, love most about Walt Disney. I love the fact that he thought up this park of Disneyland and then of everything that went along with Walt Disney World, all of his dreams that he made come true. He was one man that did not stop even though he was put behind because of something happening years ago. You know, the man was amazing, absolutely, from a young boy having that paper route all the way up to going and starting a company in Hollywood with Roy and, you know, joining in business ventures with him. It is utterly amazing to see and hear. I love it. I was in tears listening the beginning and the show this week um, throughout I-, I loved it thank you so much Lou and Jim Corcus, for sharing these these shows with us and I hope everyone gets a chance to listen to it because it was absolutely wonderful thank you so very much stay positive like Lou always says love you all have a great day
0: you got a